Welcome to the Pink Lemonade Stand. I'm your host, Heidi Webster. I am so happy that you are here today to get a little zest in your step. And happy Monday morning if this is your Monday when you're listening to this. I'm so excited to talk to you about today's topic about bucket list dreams. So we've got some really fun stuff coming your way and a great good news story. But before we get into all of that, I just want to say... Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And you know what I'm going to say. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't left a review, please go do so. In 2022, I need more reviews than ever to get more subscribers. And if you leave a review, it makes such a huge difference for any podcast that you listen to. Um, So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your reviews. So go do it. Go click that button, leave your feedback, and remember to RRS, rate, review, and subscribe. Our other sponsor is Pinky Swear & Co. This is the candle company of all candle companies, and we have done a gorgeous Zesty collaboration with Pinky Swear for the most amazing candle of your dreams. This is the Pink Lemonade Stand candle. If you haven't heard me talk about it yet, it is so delish. This is a boutique candle company in Toronto, Canada, and they make the most incredible products. And we do have a discount code for you so you can get your very own PLS candle, of course. Um, But let me tell you a little bit about this candle, okay? It is summertime perfection, blending invigorating lemon zest and ripe tangerine with juicy mixed berries and quenching watermelon for that sweet, refreshing, good vibes feeling. (laughs) That is like the perfect description. We want you to get your limited edition candle for the summer. And Pinky Swear is amongst the cleanest, long-lasting candles on the market. They last forever, people. So hand-poured, small-batch candles. They are all-natural, sustainably-sourced coconut soy wax, and they use pure essential oils. And every single candle sold, they donate a dollar to a local charity, including the Breast Cancer Society of Canada. So we just love them. They are giving back. They are giving us non-toxic, long-lasting candles with a great little wick, uh, a wooden wick for your little cozy, um, crackling vibes. And you are going to use the code PLS15 to get 15% off your pink lemonade stand candle. So what are you waiting for? Go to pinkyswearandco.com. Use the code PLS15 to get 15% off your limited edition pink lemonade stand candle. Go do it. It's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I have got a great good news story for you today to give us all the good feels. So it's time for the sweetest thing. Paul Rudd befriends a boy who had no friends. This is like the cutest good news story I have for you today. There was a story that was reported on Good News Network earlier this month about a sixth grader who 
had nobody to sign his yearbook after a year full of bullying. These stories about bullying, they just break our hearts. And this mother was just so overwhelmed. So she posted like the photo of everything in this Facebook group and like word got around. And there were a bunch of like older classmen who swooped in to kind of help this boy feel a little bit better. But guess who heard about this story? Paul Rudd, one of our favorite actors. He is just the sweetest. Paul Rudd, who plays Ant-Man. Apparently, this young boy, Brody Ritter is his name, in Denver, Colorado, was so saddened by the end of the school year when only two people signed his yearbook. So Paul Rudd heard about this story. This story, like, was breaking news because of some bullying and some other things. Well, Paul Rudd heard about it, and he he got a hold of this family, and he did a FaceTime with Brody. And there is a video of his mom and Brody FaceTiming with Paul Rudd, and he sends Brody a message. He sends him a card, and he sends him a replica version of his Ant-Man helmet. And in the card, he says, Dear Brody, It was great talking to you the other day. It's important to remember that even when life is tough, that things get better. There are so many people that love you and think you're the coolest kid there is, me being one of them. Can't wait to see all the amazing things you're going to accomplish. Your pal, Paul. And then on the helmet, he signed it to my good friend Brody for when he takes on the world. Paul Rudd, a.k.a. Ant-Man. I mean... To make a boy's dreams come true and just give him the confidence. And I think this story is the sweetest because a celebrity to go out of their way to do something like that is so so powerful and so fun. So um, according to Brody's mom, Cassandra, he keeps the helmet on a special display stand in his room and he's very proud of it. And Cassandra and her family are currently in talks with several nonprofits about bullying awareness and prevention campaigns based in spreading messages of kindness and compassion. And she also reports that Brody is excited about the next school year and making the effort to try and make new friends. So I'm going to post the link to this story in the episode notes where you can see this FaceTime between Paul Rudd and Brody. It's so cute. It's so cute. Paul just to the rescue. This is a superhero story. This is what this is, a superhero story. So we just love to hear it. And I would love to hear more recommendations from all of you. If you have any good news stories that you want to share with us, we want to hear them. So whether it's a good news story that you've heard of personally, somebody you know, something really touching, or just something you saw online, please send it to me. Email me at the PLS podcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram and send me your sweetest things. And now it's time for the main squeeze. Today, we are talking about living your bucket list life. We've all heard the term bucket list, which means that there are things that you want to do in your lifetime before you kick the bucket. Some of these things can be like big, massive goals like climbing Mount Everest, skydive, attend the concert of your favorite artist, write a book, 
etc. But oftentimes we get so busy and caught up with life that this list just gets put on the back burner. And we think to ourselves that, you know, one day we're eventually going to do them. But the next thing you know, 10 years have gone by and you're not any closer to doing the things that you've always dreamed of doing. Um, When I was a hospice music therapist, I would sit and talk with people who were faced with a terminal diagnosis, and I would sit down and talk to them about their life. It was always very candid, very to the point. I would ask every single person that I met the same question. What do you want to do with the time you have left? And my job was to make sure that we could make that happen. Some of these requests were very doable, and some of them required some creativity, but our hospice team would work really hard to make sure that each patient could get to live out some of their final wishes or dreams. Some would be as simple as wanting to watch a football game with their son one last time, or to attending their daughter's wedding, going to Disneyland, renewing their vows with their sweetheart. These were always beautiful moments, but in talking with people who were in this position of being faced with their final days, it was often the feeling of regret that would pain people the most, whether it was the regret of not resolving something with a family member or working and worrying too much in their lifetime to not doing that one thing that they always wanted to do. But the feeling of regret can often cause pain and can be something that has to be worked through before somebody dies. And that was part of what our job was in hospice in working with these patients. Brene Brown, who is one of the greatest researchers of emotion, said, I've found regret to be one of the most powerful emotional reminders that change and growth are necessary. In fact, I've come to believe that regret is a kind of package deal a function of empathy. It's a call to courage and a path toward wisdom. So regret can often be a tool. So if you just looked at your life right now in this moment and looked at all the things that you wanted to do and thought about, okay, what if my life ended tomorrow? Would I have regret that some of these things or all of them weren't done or that I didn't engage in them? That feeling of regret can often drive us to do the things or be a message to us that we have the ability to do them. Brene Brown also interviewed Dan Pink on her podcast, Dare to Lead. Dan Pink is a researcher and the author of the book, The Power of Regret. That title of that book alone gives me the chills. So our queen, BB, Brene Brown, interviewed Dan on her podcast, Dare to Lead, and they talked about regret and what it has to teach us which is so incredibly cool. And in the description of the episode, Brene says, Dan shares findings from two large studies on regret, and it's fascinating. One big takeaway is we have more regrets about the things we don't do than the things we do. Excuse me? Okay, so I will link all of this in the episode notes for more inspo on this topic. It's so amazing. But this is a very powerful thought, right? Like right out the gate about not waiting to do the things that you want to do. In the book Atomic Habits, James Clear says, for years, happiness was something for my future self to enjoy. Mind explode emoji insert here (laughs) when I read that. How often are we living in the future in our minds, constantly telling ourselves that we are going to do this when 
or as soon as I get time, I'm going to dot, dot, dot. Well, I think the wake-up call to all of us is this. Get ready for it. Our future self doesn't exist. (laughs) Only our now self exists right in this moment. So insert second mind-blowing emoji. Um, So my question for you is this. Are you living your BBLL, best bucket list life? (laughs) That's my new acronym. I do love the idea of having a bucket list and really big things that we want to do. But look at this list and ask yourself, when are you going to do those things? And can you start taking action steps towards them? One thing I'm going to challenge all of us to do today is something like a bucket list, but I'm going to put a little twist on it. Instead of focusing on our bucket list, let's focus on a best life list. You know, I know the term best life or living your best life is way overused and might even be cringe to some people. But seriously, though, are we living our best lives and are we doing it right now? So here's my challenge today. Think of some bucket list items that you really want to focus on or accomplish and move them to your best life list to focus on right now. What are some things you can do right now? Because it's not about doing it before you die. It's about doing them while you live. So we're going to reframe it. Let's take some smaller and more doable items to focus on this week or this month or just for the rest of 2022. We are halfway done with 2022, but that means there's still half left. So maybe you want to run a marathon. Maybe you want to go vegan. Maybe you want to start a garden. After you've been thinking about all these things for a while, but you just don't know when you're going to do it. So let's break this down into steps. Step one, pick two or three things. Let's just keep it small. We want it to be doable. And I have a feeling that there are some of you out there like me that just make these big lists of all these things we want to do. But let's make it bite size. So we're going to take our bucket list and take a few things from it move it to our best life list, our BLL, (laughs) and write them down. Write these things down. Just like we talked about last week with our positive affirmations, I believe there is huge power in writing them down. So keep the list in your notes app on your phone or physically write it out where you can see it every day. And when you see it, then you can visualize it and it becomes way more likely that you're going to do it. Okay, so that's step one. Pick just two or three things, okay? Step two, break it down. So what are the steps that you can take to make this thing actually happen? I love this term SMART goals, which is another acronym, and it stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time. If you put on your list that you want to run a marathon, then there are steps that you can take to break things down and bullet points on how you're going to achieve this goal. First, in this example, you would look up the marathons that you're interested in, in different cities and dates, and then you would choose the one that works best for you and you would book it. Book it, babes. Set that date. Give yourself a deadline, something to work towards. The next step is start training or find someone to start training with, and then you make a timeline of what you need to get done beforehand so you can measure it and you know that it's possible for the date you've set. So I'm going to tell you all a personal example of something that I put on my list. I've decided that I want to go on three big hikes before the year is over. I want to climb Mount Whitney. 
I want to climb Half Dome, and I'm going to do rim to rim of the Grand Canyon. So to give you a bit more detail of why I set these goals is that I've had an issue with my hips over the years, which has been a real big hindrance for me in doing the thing that I love, which is hiking. And I also get stuck thinking about taking the steps that I need to take to get things sorted out with my hips. Some of it's still kind of a mystery. Will it take x-rays? Will it take MRIs? Will it take physical therapy? And sometimes that just gets overwhelming and it just seems like this too big of a mountain to even climb. So with the example of hiking these big mountains and dealing with the hip issue, I have certain steps that I need to take to get ready for these big hikes and it It's motivating to me. So here are the steps I broke down and actually wrote them down so I could see them. First, I chose the dates and times and I researched what the requirements and the permits are and when I was able to do it. And then once I have these dates scheduled, then I have a timeline set. This gives me a deadline and something to work towards. Next, I need to get my muscles back into shape. So leg day is every day and I need to stretch and do physical therapy exercises on my hips. I researched which ones to do and get them strong. Next, I made a list of specific hikes that I want to do in a timeline to get prepared and this will increase mileage and elevation with each hike. And having a friend or partner to do these things definitely gives extra accountability, but don't let that stop you from doing your BLL dreams, okay? So write it all down so you can see it, visualize it and make it happen. So at this point now, we've written down our two to three goals. We've broke them down and we can see how we're going to make it happen. And now we're down to the third step, which is the best step. Start doing it. Take action and start today. And guess what? I have good news for you. When you've done step one and two, you're already doing it. You're already doing it. So even as you've been listening to this podcast and you've had some ideas maybe pop in your head, that's already steps taking place as well. So empower yourself and start living your best bucket list life today. <laughs> this is the, I'm your hype girl right now. I've mentioned some big goals like the hikes and also the example of training for a marathon, but the list doesn't have to be like big. Another goal on my list is to read books at night before I go to bed instead of watch TV. And I have taken the same examples to start on that as well. Like I wrote it down. I made a list of books I wanted to read. I downloaded and ordered the book. I put the books next to my bedside and then I finally freaking started doing it. So These are just a couple personal examples, but here are some examples of things that are not too big and not too small that you can start doing now. Number one, you could start a new skill, play tennis, do yoga, learn to golf, learn to play the guitar. Number two, practice meditation. Make make a daily practice for yourself and write down the goals to make sure that that happens. Number three, travel to the city you've always wanted to go to. Just book it. Just do it. Get the flight. Number four, take a finance class and get out of debt. Ooh, I love that one. I got to do that one. Number five, freeze your eggs. You ladies out there who are thinking about it, just do it. Do it. Get those eggsicles. Number six, write a birthday card by hand to each of your family members. Number seven, get the tattoo you've always wanted to get. Number eight, learn a new language. Number nine, live in a van for a month. Number 10, watch the entire series of Game of Thrones again because you said you wanted to. Just do it. Whatever your dreams are, turn them into your daily goals that you are doing now. Never allow waiting to become your habit. 
Okay, I'm going to say it again. Never allow waiting to become your habit. The poet John Mark Green said, if you keep on waiting, telling yourself someday, that someday will one day be nothing more than the epitaph on your grave. The time to live is now. Okay, John Mark Green, giving us seeds of wisdom. Let's all just live out our best bucket list lives right now. We do not want to be laying in our hospice beds with our list of regrets, but instead we will have a big smile knowing we've lived our lives to the fullest when we were able to. So go do it. You won't regret it. I will list all the links to all the references that I made in the episode notes. And we've saved the zest for last where I tell you the item of the week that I am obsessed with. And if you are thinking that I might come back with another Trader Joe's item, you are right. (laughs) And I'm sorry for those of you who don't shop at Trader Joe's or don't have a Trader Joe's near you, but hopefully maybe this convinces you to petition to have one in your city or start shopping at Trader Joe's like today. Um, Okay, We have discovered the best ice cream that has ever existed and will ever exist on this planet. And guess what? It's a limited edition. So go get it today before it's gone. It's the horchata ice cream at Trader Joe's. This is the best ice cream I've ever had in my life. I ate it in one sitting by myself. It took me no time at all. I blinked and it was gone. It is only $3.50 at your local Trader Joe's. It is the most creamy, sweet, cinnamony, delicious. I just can't even describe it to you. Um, It also has little pieces of, of cookies in the ice cream. The crunch within the creamy cinnamon ice cream is like the perfect texture. It's so good. I just need you to go get it. I need you to get it and report back. I'm going to post about it on social media this week. So this is definitely my obsession for the week. Go make your life better and go get this ice cream. Okay. And don't forget to pick up the pink lemonade sand candle from pinkyswearandco.com. Use code PLS to get 15% off that deliciously zesty candle. Get your summer vibes on. And that's our episode today. Thank you so much for stopping by the Pink Lemonade Stand. I'll be here every Monday morning. And I would love it if you would squeeze that subscribe button. Leave me a five-star review and follow along on Instagram at the PLS Podcast for, for some more sweet treats throughout the week. Now, when you're feeling like an old bitter rind, remind yourself that you are a gorgeous, delightful, and fabulous glass of pink lemonade. Oh, yeah, and don't forget, you better go out there and squeeze the day. Bye. Pink Pink, pink, pink lemonade stand.